0: Welcome in. Rob Black at Your Money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. The year's winding down. This is a live show today. we will be a live show tomorrow. We'll take the New Year's Day off. Live Thursday and Friday. Oh, my. Let's start with the S&P 500 uh, having a great year. Having a great run. Um, great year, up 25-plus percent. Great run, up 172% from... A 12 year low in 2009. So if you got scared, you got out, you missed 172%. You will never replace that. It will never happen. Um, And that's the unfortunate side of trying to be right with your timing. Don't do it. Today we opened a little bit weaker, the SP 500 down fractions, Dow up 5, the NASDAQ down 6. We'll talk about where to invest in 2014, what to avoid gold being number one on my list to avoid as far as easy targets to talk about. Some things that could come up that could become very problematic include um, the continued debate on minimum wage. It's again showing you that there's the haves and have-nots. Will Obamacare work as advertised now that the new year is right around the corner? That's a big question for a million plus people who've signed up now they're going to start getting paid their dues. They're going to get bills that they have to pay their dues on. Um, And Will they start tapping into Obamacare, and what will that effect have on health care? Way, way below the number of sign-ups that President Barack Obama wanted or that is needed to make the system work efficiently, um, if you get the drift there. Third deadly bombing in four days in Russia has ripped through uh, Volgograd, which used to be Stalingrad. It's raising some concerns about the security of the upcoming Winter Olympics in Sochi, which kick off in 38 days. Um, that could go wrong in 2014. Obamacare could put a tax on the average person, whether it's you're using the service and or whether you're tied to the healthcare industry, what will happen with the cost? That can go wrong in 2014. The stock market in the United States closes the books on 2013 in what has been the best year since late 1990s, simply sizzling. Japanese stocks had a pretty darn good year, though, as well. Uh, biggest gain since 1972, up 53%. It was an elite NSA division that conducts the agency's most difficult and sensitive operations, uses Microsoft Windows crash reports. Spy. That's very interesting. Um, yet another reason not to use Microsoft. It's like the last thing that company wants to see. Microsoft has become and move past that title of the evil empire. Who will pick up that mantle in the future? It's tough to say. I saw that sales of Microsoft Windows enabled or powered laptops um, were under that of Google Chrome notebooks at Best Buy this year. That's a corner that many at Microsoft never thought would happen. Crux is getting a $200 million investment from Blackstone Group, giving Blackstone a 13% stake in the company. Their CEO is also going to retire in April. Apple's board of directors is saying, you know this whole Carl icon thing, we don't agree with it. Um, he wants us to you know do another buyback up to 250 billion dollars. Last April we told you what we were doing with our money and your money. We've returned 43 billion to shareholders during the first six months of a $100 billion capital return program. They feel very comfortable with what they're doing and they kind of want icon to go away. A lot of their cash is overseas, and it becomes problematic. Sony's decided not to sell the unit that makes lithium-ion batteries. Um, Sony believes circumstances are right to turn that business around. Target, still very much so in the news. It seems like not a day went by over the last six or seven where people didn't talk, whether it be family members or you know, friends and associates, to talk about Target and you know what breached credit card data means for you and me. Copy came under fire on Friday for reversing a previous stance and saying encrypted PIN numbers were stolen um, after saying they weren't stolen. So the, use, the mechanism used to decrypt the information was not, and they believed the numbers were safe. Now they're saying probably not safe. <laughs> Great. Just get your story straight, is what I think most people want to hear at this point in time. Um, since September, the stock's gone from $72 a share to $62 a share. Um, December's not been a good month going from 64 to 62 but the whole data issue happened in the month of December so you could say that the trend on the consumer has been weak for the last half of 2013 uh, the consumer's not really shopping at department stores it's Consumer shopping for trucks consumer shopping for houses but for some reason not at department stores they're looking for bigger value than what Target is throwing down. And again, Target sales in the billions, or profits are in the billions. So it's almost as if I'm splitting hairs uh, knocking this one. But um, the December data uh, security breach hasn't hit the stock all that hard, uh, which is, I suppose, if you're them, you're pleased. So year over year, real GDP in the United States went from roughly uh, 0%, to 3.5%, 4%. That's positive to see. The unemployment rate since 2008 has gone from 10% down to about 7%. That's a good direction. That's a good move. Since 2008, initial claims for unemployment have moved from 540, 550, uh, as much as 620,000 a week. Um, Now, 330, 340,000 is the average. It's the first time initial claims for unemployment uh, certainly moving in the right direction uh, non-defense capital goods orders have gone from negative territory to growth on a year over year as well as on a quarter to quarter basis pretty consistently housing starts and building permits have been climbing steadily since 2008 again they say a picture's worth a thousand words right and if you were to look at the pictures of this economic data since 2008 you see why the market's been rallying you see why we've been moving higher um, as far as the SP 500 PE ratio, uh, we're roughly trading about 16 and a half times future earnings expectations. It starts to get very expensive around 18 to 20. Typically, bull markets end right around that 20 frame. So there's some things that to be said that we can move higher without economic expansion, and or that we can move higher with economic expansion and keep the SP 500 uh, versus the PE ratio expectation right where we are. So there's a case to be made. As far as the 10-year Treasury yields go, we did play with 3% uh, last week while I was away. Um, That's something that Wall Street continues to focus in on. The 10-year Treasury sits at 2.99% today. Um, As yields go higher, people sell their older bonds and buy newer bonds. That should cause an exodus out of bond funds and create a problem. And the next question is, will they move that money elsewhere to get higher rates of return? Companies like AT&T and Verizon have 4.5%, percent dividend yields. Will people sell those uh, and say, you know, the equity risk isn't that attractive to me at this point in time. I want the income, therefore, 4.5% to 3%. There's not that much of a difference. I'm going to go for the 3% of it's safer than the 4.5%. So there's some questions. Uh, it should be noted the last time interest rates rose that utility sectors did very, very, very well. To get your calls in the area today, it's eight hundred five one six twelve twenty. It's eight hundred five one six twelve twenty. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. Money, investing, and more. Don't be shy. You can find me online at robblack.com. It's robblack.com. I do have an event coming up in the month of January. Uh, It's a Thursday night Wealth Preservation Retirement Planning Income in Retirement event. You can learn more about that event by going to robblack.com. It's going to be at the Palo Alto Elks Lodge Thursday, January 16th from 630 to 9, 630 to 9 you uh, get your calls in the area, it's eight hundred five one six twelve twenty. It's eight hundred five one six twelve twenty. 516 1220 Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. From Bloomberg World Headquarters in New York, I'm Denise Pellegrini. The Nets are likely to target the rapidly
1: growing mobile... You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM-1220 KDOW.
0: Mobile users have become more likely to make purchases inside of free apps than to purchase an application that costs money to download. <clears throat> so Candy Crush, for instance, if you had to pay $10 for the game, you probably would say, no, I don't really need a puzzle game. You get the game for free, you start playing it, and you start throwing down $5, 10 15 20 25 30 35 $40 on a puzzle game. So Google Play Store in November uh, showed a whopping 98% of revenues uh, are tied towards in-app purchases not necessarily a paid app. Uh, the freemium model, where you get the content for free, but then you want the upgrades, uh, seems to be working quite well. Google and Apple are in the news today, trying to forge some auto ties going forward. It will be interesting to watch that story play out, as the ultimate mobile device is our car. SP 500 is down 1, the Dow is up 10, the NASDAQ down 7. Joining me now, Tony Mendez, BayAreaLoanSource.com. It's BayAreaLoanSource.com. He typically comes on talks real estate, talks mortgage lending with me. I saw a recent report out that the average wage in America grew 1.7% last year. Now, some cities were better than others. San Francisco up 3.7%. Baltimore up 3%. Seattle up 2.7%. Atlanta up 25 in income. D.C. up 24 St. Louis and Houston also on the list. What's interesting to note about that is real estate skyrocketed in San Francisco in the last year. And part of this is, you know, the medical and science jobs in San Francisco are paying a little bit more. But also, like Twitter and the IPO um, made a lot of little millionaires. And millionaires don't mind paying 10% over asking price as long as they get the location, location, location. So the incomes, in my opinion, is what drives real estate. So, across the United States, real estate incomes in the United States have been pretty stagnant for 10 years. And yet, we've had a bubble rise, pop, and rise yet again. Um, Incomes to what you do, Tony, how important is the ability to fund your monthly mortgage versus collateral? Which is more important? Your capacity to pay back the mortgage or the collateral? The amount of money you put down?
1: The capacity. Okay. You have to be able you could have, I mean, we have FHA, for example, that you can you put as little as 3.5% down. You have down payment assistance programs that are offered by you know, your local counties and cities uh, with uh, 100% financing. So, but you still have to pay it back. Um, there's a lot of what they call streamlined products, even with FHA and, and Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, you still have to qualify. Even under HARP, you still have to qualify. So it's the capacity, but you also have to have a good credit score. So in the past, it was just your credit score. Now it's your capacity and your credit score. It's interesting
0: to note that I refer to it as the three Cs of credit, but there's you know, more to it than just that. But there's your credit score, i.e. the first C. That's important. There's the capacity of your ability to pay back, i.e. what's your income. And then there's the collateral, how much money do you put down. I recommend people put down some money. I'd rather you have skin in the game than you're going to be thinking more importantly about what you're buying. When you're putting 3% down or 0% down, you're like, psh, I'm buying Stockton. Hope it goes up. It's all leverage. But if you're putting 20% down on the peninsula, it ain't all leverage. And you're thinking, which do I think is going to be better over the long term, Peninsula or Stockton? At this point in time, Stockton. Probably Stockton now. Well, one. yes.
1: You're looking at, at you know, a lot of cities in the peninsula are over their peaks in 2007. Right. We were just looking at that today. So, um, yeah, you, just the theory of, of buy where the opportunities are, buy where nobody else is buying um, can, can also help you as an investor. But, you know, most people today, we have a lot of investors that have pulled out. Right. So most people that are buying today are not the speculators, and that's one of the reasons why we're seeing such low amount of inventory is changing hands right now. In the mortgage process and the refinance process, you taught me
0: something kind of important, it, or you shined a little more light on it. The importance of if you have an old credit card, Use that one versus the new credit card because it's more – it's an aged account. And that goes into your credit score of how long have you had the
1: accounts open? How long have you been able to use this without blowing up? For the purposes of radio, I answered your question in a very short form. But it, there are many, many factors that go into oh, the approval process. Not only the – the you can have – for example, if you purchase a house, you have a, a, an appraisal contingency. And most people think that's your value. It's not. It's the actual – you know, the, the – the condition of that report, it's the quality of it. Um, your credit score, you have to you have a great credit score, but if you don't have enough trade lines, which are those credit cards and those old credit cards that have tenure, um you can't get a loan. i There was one guy who had real estate transactions in the past, mortgages. he's paid off his loan. he paid off all his credit cards. they're all gone. And he had a great credit score, but he had no trade line. He can't buy a house, and he had great income. So it's a combination of every factor and the scenario itself. Are you doing cash out? Are you buying an investment property? Is it a second home? Is it a condo? Is the condo in litigation? Uh, Then you have to change transactions at a higher rate. Do you qualify with the debt ratio? So it's everything that goes together. Even things like if you want to show that you've got cash and your parents
0: give you $10,000, you want to season that money. You want it in that bank account for three, four, five, six months and not 30 days. Because it's all going to be seen. You, you think you're going to hide something from a mortgage I lender? I
1: can't. You can actually get gifts from from family, and, and then FHA opens it up a little bit more. But um, that's true. If you, you have to be able to document your uh, your down payment, but the, the rules in general are just getting tougher. Rob, sounds good. It's Tony Mendez. He's my
0: mortgage lender. You can find him online at BayAreaLoanSource.com. That's BayAreaLoanSource.com. And I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Eight hundred five one six Twelve twenty. It's eight hundred five one six twelve twenty to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. I did see an interesting article while I was on vacation on Shop House. Shop House is the Asian version of Chipotle that diners are loving. There's really only two areas where they're uh, building this up. It's in Washington D.C. and I believe L.A. Um, parts of L.A. Yeah. So Shop House, who are they? Have you heard them? Nope. Probably not. But basically, Chipotle has come up with this business model of, you know, you start with a tortilla. You decide, you know, are you going to go burrito or are you going to go wrap kind of angle and what goes in it. Shop House is an offshoot of that. So they're going for high quality, um, fresh, locally sourced ingredients. The stores are pretty cheap. They kind of have that cafeteria style where you go down the line and say, I want this, I want that. There's one in DuPont Circle that's doing very, very well. I know you're saying, why are you bringing this up? Because I think this is a reason to consider buying Chipotle on a down market. Um, what do I mean by that? Chipotle is expensive if you look at it as a company that sells fresh mechs from, you know, 11 a.m. to 8 p.m. But if they start introducing new products like breakfast, um, Generation Y feels very, very comfortable. The millennials feel very, very comfortable shopping at um, fresher food stores than, you know, frozen foods. So prices prices on goods at ShopHouse depend on what sort of protein you select. Grilled chicken satay, grilled steak lamb, pork and chicken meatballs. Uh, if this concept catches on, and it is doing very well, it's just another reason why you pay a higher multiple for way. Uh, Should you buy Chipotle? I don't know. It's an expensive stock, to say the least. Should it be on your buy list? Absolutely. To consider? Yes. 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. You listen to Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black.
1: Listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW, and iHeart Radio station.
0: I often say you need a million dollars liquid to retire at age 65 in the United States. You basically need to find a place where you can live till the day you die, which is going to be 20, 25, 30 years if you hit 65. Million dollars will pay you forty thousand dollars a year till the day you die median price of a home, of rent, mortgage payments, property taxes are all things that you need to start to consider. I think typically, uh, you need to start thinking about, you know, quality of life. You need to start thinking about you know, pension plans. Um, universities that are nearby so you can either take classes or get good medical treatment. So there's cities like Bangor, Maine. Too cold. Pocatello, Idaho. Eh, too far out of the way. Greenville, South Carolina. Too hot during the summer. Grand Rapids, Michigan. Eh, it's Michigan. South Bend, Indiana. You know Erie, Pennsylvania. Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, Sherman, Texas. Pueblo, Colorado. Notice none of the c- cities that I mentioned that are affordable to retire in. Are in California. You can't have it all, because if you do, you're going to need a lot more than a million dollars, maybe two million dollars in liquid assets to be able to afford the cities that you want to retire in in California. Let's take a quick look at some market numbers out there today. See what we got brewing. See what we got going on, so to speak. To get your calls in the air. It's eight hundred five one six twelve twenty. It's eight hundred five one six twelve twenty. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Money invested in more Green Bay Packers. Hail to the Packers! <laughs> SP 500 down one. The Dow up two. Wow, this is a boring day. Nasdaq down nine. Welcome in CFP Chad Burton. Chad Burton of NewFocusFinancial.com. He's a certified financial planner. That's what he does for a living. Chad, one of the products out there and Wall Street's products, whether you think of it as products or not, it is stocks a product, mutual funds a product. There's a commission involved, an exchange of money, but one of the products out there are, are, are annuities, mm-hmm. and annuities have some promises to them because they're insurance companies, but they also have some investments to them because they're investment products as well.
2: Yeah, and you know I know a lot about annuities because when I got into the business, I got in, um, started working with my grandfather. He worked at banks for years selling annuities and mutual funds, and back then annuities were a very attractive product because capital gains taxes were at twenty seven percent. Right, So anytime you change an investment, you get nailed with taxes, so deferring that in an annuity made a lot of sense. Well, deferring that in an annuity these days when capital gains taxes are at 15% or even 20 if they go up to 20% next year, they're just not as attractive because the fees in variable annuities are usually one5 to 3% higher than just buying a mutual fund directly. So the higher fees eat up all of the tax incentives that you get for doing it these days. And unfortunately, it, it ends up being one of the hottest selling products out there when there's a lot of market
0: fear, because they offer certain bells and whistles, which you really end up paying for. And do you need those bells and whistles? To me, an investment is 20 to 40 years, minimum five. Yeah. So 99% of the people know. Um,
2: so in a, in a, first of all, there's no load variable annuity products, and I've right. used, I use a couple of them. Those huh. are pretty good. They're great bond alternatives, and I'll talk about that maybe in a minute if we have time. But... But the benefits that you don't really need, first of all, the company usually says is that, let's say you put in $100,000 and the market tanks 50% and you die. Okay. And the the account's worth 50. Your heirs will get the original $100,000. But they charge like 1.5% a year for that death benefit, right, for a $50,000 death benefit. 1.5% on 100 grand is $1,500. You could probably buy $500,000 of life insurance for that. So the only person that would want that is if you're scared of the market, you know you're going to die in the next couple of years, and you want a death benefit for your heirs, then you might buy a
0: variable annuity that has a death benefit guarantee. But again, you're also looking at a low-cost variable annuity. And the problem with variable annuities is most of them are sold by insurance guys who don't really know about investments because they know about insurance. So there are a couple good no-load variable annuities. You know a variable
2: annuity is bad if, number one, it ties up your money for a period of time. So if it ties up your money for over a year... It's a loaded product. Somebody's getting a commission. Big right? commission. Not yeah. just a small commission. Big commission. If the internal fees are, you know, approaching that 2% range, you know it's a big loaded product. And, and the sales pitches are really good because the person selling it to you makes usually 5 to 7% on what you put in. So $100,000 is a $7,000 commission. And they could go as high as 9%. Right. And they, they, they act like they're going to help you manage your money because usually inside these things, there's 30 different investment choices that look like mutual funds. And they set you up initially, and then you never hear from them again because they're looking for the next you to sell to. So the other benefit that is out there that people are buying most of now is the lifetime guarantee benefit. Okay. Right? And unfortunately, people think that their principal is guaranteed. All that the insurance companies are doing is saying that if you put in $100,000, we'll guarantee that we'll pay out at, you know, 4 or 5% a year for the rest of your life, no matter what the market does. Okay? Um, but... The problem is is that on the high-fee ones, you end up paying for that in the long run. because they, they, The way that the fees are structured, it ends up eating in so much to the principal value that you end up behind the game in 10 years. Some of the no-load products, though, that are out there that offer 55 to 6% for the rest of your life, no matter what the market does, and they have lower fees, like around the 1.6% range, it's a decent bond alternative for part of your IRA account. But only until bonds are... are you know, get to that 5 to 6% yield range. So let's say in three years you want to just buy the bonds directly, you're, you're going to want to be able to get out of the variable annuity. But, Rob, with, with all that said, it is a good idea to have at least 20% of your income coming from, in retirement, some sort of a guaranteed source outside of Social Security. Okay. So that's why I am using some no-load uh, annuities that guarantee income for life for, you know, maybe 5 to 20% of a portfolio, depending on the situation. But they're no-load products, so that if I want to leave in two years, I can get my client out of them without any additional costs. Good stuff. Anything else that we need to know about? Um, younger people, it's just, you know, there's really not a lot of need for younger people to save in variable annuities. The way that you'd structure it is, is that... You buy low cost low turnover total stock market and index funds in your taxable accounts and you know your balanced your international your small cap and your retirement accounts and you'll essentially get a lot of tax deferral that way anyway. so don't younger people shouldn't be paying for the higher fees and variable annuities
0: at all fixed annuities they're great products when interest rates are like 6 7 8% but they're not at 7 8% right now no it's, it's you get you run too much risk cuz most of the time fixed annuities will tie
2: your money up for 3 to 5 years like in a like a CD yeah. And they're, but they're not guaranteed by the FDIC. They're guaranteed by the insurance company offering them. So um, you can look at them, though, when, yeah, rates are higher and they're coming down. Um, they're, they're again, a good bond or a cash alternative if you're getting them from higher-rated insurance companies. And if they're only like three to five years long and you know you don't need the money for that period of time.
0: Sounds good. That's CFP Chad Burton. you can find him at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. And he is a certified financial planner. Something to consider as you're hopefully driving into work at this point in time. Tis the season to be burglarized. Hopefully, you're back from vacation. Hopefully, nothing got stolen. In several states, December is the peak month for burglaries. As ultimately, criminals know, you know, you're not home. Uh, some cities, it's widely, you know, it's crazy obvious that someone's not home. If you live in a city that snows, and you know driveway hasn't been shoveled in three or four days, then pretty good example, pretty good idea. They're not home. Christmas is the heaviest, heaviest burglary load. Um, in California, uh, the month of December, it's up 18% over any other month as far as odds of being burglared. Criminals drive through neighborhoods. They, You know, they cherry pick. Uh, both cars are gone. There's a chance no one's home. Send a decoy up to the door talking about them being lost. Uh, police only solve about 13% of burglaries, and even if they do solve the burglary, most of the goods aren't recovered. Uh, daylight's no deterrent. 65% of crimes occur between 6 a.m. and 6 p.m. The average loss is about $1,700. That's a lot of money. That's you know your almost your funding of your 401k. But, you know you need to at least at least put in $2,000 a year into a retirement plan. If you could put in $17,500, that's great. Uh, to minimize risk, you know, cut up boxes. Um, get the stuff, you know, move and don't leave it under the tree. If you're out of the house, you know, take the Apple MacBook Pro and hide it. Put it somewhere where it's not going to easily be found or seen. Um, be discreet on social media. I've got friends right now who are on vacation, and they have no problem saying. Look at me, look at me, I'm on vacation. Uh, I find social media, and this is very interesting to to me, is how much people overshare. I've got a friend who has a daughter who has autism, and um, her daughter's in 12th grade. Her daughter's asked her, please don't post photos of me. And I find that fascinating that parents need to check with their kids. You know, what photos they can and can't post. Now in the house, you kids have no say, but on social media, damn right, they have a say, and you understand why. Hopefully. 516 1220 to get your calls in the air. It's five one, six, 1220, anything you want to talk about? We've talked about? get phone, give me a call? Don't be shy.
1: was. Black.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money, on AM 1220,
0: KDOW. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220. Vegas, not just for gambling anymore. A lot of the world's greatest chefs uh, reside in Vegas. So it's that time of year where a lot of people are saying, you know what, what are you doing for New Year's Eve? What are you doing for New Year's Eve? Uh, I have no problem throwing down good money into events like New Year's Eve. I have no problem because I save a lot of money. I'd have big problems if, you know, me and my sugar booger were flying off to Vegas and had no savings. I, I can't recommend that to you. I think you're, you can spend way more than you can choose to when you do that and you don't save. Then you, later on in life, you're like, oh, the banks screwed me. The banks did it, or the government did it. Somebody did. Pending home sales ticked up in the month of November, first time in five months. Um, it should be interesting to watch 2014 with 2000. The pending home sales index scooted up slightly. We may have reached a cyclical low because the positive fundamentals of job creation and household formation are likely to foster a fairly stable level of contract activity in 2014. The final months of 2013 are finishing off soft on housing. But as the jobs numbers continue to improve, if they do, you should see uh, home prices stabilize move sideways. EPS had a fiasco of a holiday season. But you can't really blame them. Well, I I guess you could blame them. And what do I mean by that? Um, To me, when you take a look at what happened with UPS, it's pretty easy to say, let's hire some extra people, put them in the factory, and move them around. You know, hey, packages coming in over here. Quick, everyone run over there. I like UPS for a long-term patient investor. I don't see them as having a lot of competition. A lot of people will say drones, Uh, The stock has moved to an all-time high recently, and they had a horrible Christmas. Does that even make sense to you? Like, aren't you supposed to be down because you didn't deliver some packages? One of the problems that a UPS has is that they have to plan far into the future how many planes are where. It's not as easy as saying, let's bring in people and move them around the factory. They have to plan Airplanes. So it's not quite as smooth as some people want it to be. So now you know. Get your calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about money, investing, and more. We can talk about the economy. I'm going to say good things. We can talk about the stock market. I still think there's some upside. The S&P 500 is closing out today and tomorrow. And it's looking to maintain that 29% year to date gain. Twitter's seeing some weakness. It fell 13% on Friday. Does anyone even know that it fell 13% on Friday? Probably not. The people that do were the vague few who came into work. The lockup period hasn't hit yet for shares of Twitter. And when it does, the higher it is, the, fall, the farther it's going to fall. So, it hit a 52 week high last week of 74 almost $75. And now today it's at $60. Uh, I like Twitter enormously, under 50. uh, But it becomes a little bit more of a problem above 50. And the volatility is pretty dramatic. And if that's something you're interested in, that's something you're interested in. I opened Twitter this morning, and I was going through some of the tweets, and one of them said, Aaron Rodgers, Randall Cobb, touchdown playoffs. And then you saw the NFL included the little clip, a highlight clip, I was like, that's interesting. The NFL, I know I read about this deal a long time ago and how they're going to be doing this. And Okay, I, I get it, right? Well, here's the interesting thing. I was surprised to see that it was sponsored by McDonald's and not the NFL. Kind of interesting, right? McDonald's, I think this was a, a pretty watershed year. For them, as far as uh, Americans are saying, you know what, your egg whites are nice, but not enough. Your coffee's nice, but not enough. Your smoothies are nice, but not enough. And the company's still making billions of dollars, but it, you're starting to see some cracks. And that's what you don't want to see if you are a shareholder in McDonald's. Those cracks being the consumers just kind of tired of it. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about 800-516-1220. That's 800-516-1220. Cities that I'm going to be watching very closely next year, I think uh, they have upside based on where jobs are going, Uh, include Seattle, Raleigh, North Carolina. Raleigh, North Carolina's got a lot of high-tech firms. They've got a lot of universities right there. So population growth between 2009 and 2012 exploding to the upside. Nashville, continuing to be the it city in the south. Um, Some great music, some great food. A nice convention center. they got the history of Tennessee. Salt Lake City continues to have a very nice growth rate. Um, Above the national average. Unemployment rates way below the national average. It's a housing market I think you should watch. And I don't feel pity for people who aren't making ends meet unless they're willing to move. Colorado is going to hit their recreational pot sales on January 1st. That will be interesting to see how that plays out on some of the ramifications. Uh, Will it become a holiday destination? Let's say you, your kids, got to go somewhere this year. Will mom and dad sneak in a trip to Denver to show the kids Denver? They can get some recreational pot. 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. You can find me online at robblack.com. That's robblack.com.
1: No attack. Very small amount of employee contribution can soon begin to add up. Thanks. Try Barracuda Web Builder free. Go to barracuda.com. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. The Wall Street Business Network news, and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Wall Street Business Network.
0: Welcome in. Rob Black, your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. What's on your financial mind? Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Happy holidays. Um, what else do we really need to hit here? It's been a great year. Stock market, as measured by the S P five hundred, is up one hundred and eighty percent since two thousand and nine. On lows, you can't get that kind of return historically. It's been amazing. It's been normal. It's what the stock market does over time. It's not as amazing as you'd think. The issue is, is you can never predict when that's going to happen. And just when it's darkest, you're the most fearful. And when it's the most glee the most bullish and happiest you could possibly be, that's when things will go the other direction. Memories of the financial crisis have faded. The amount of money flowing in stock funds in 2013 reached an all-time high. That's actually a negative for me. It's, I like it when others are fearful. So, last year, investors put $346 billion into mutual funds. That's more than $324 billion put in funds in all of 2000. And it tells you, you know, watch out. It's good money. It's easy money. Everyone's making money. And that could create a bit of a problem. I saw something of an interesting study this weekend on Facebook. I know you're saying this weekend. It's, these days just going to blend together. I don't even know if it's Monday. But Facebook is, teenagers are using other avenues to do what they need to, to communicate with their teenage friends. Even though they'll gladly say it's not the best user experience because it's divided up. But it's something that they can't, you know, when mom's asking you to befriend you, you're like, mom, there's no, you can't befriend me. It's, you know, these apps that I'm using don't have that, that option. So Facebook's under a little bit of pressure today as a lot of people are trying to predict the beginning of the end, so to speak, on when will it start falling apart as far as when will it become the next MySpace, when will it become the next AOL. History says that it will. Uh, but I think it's still a little bit too early to predict that. So maybe use weakness as an opportunity to get in if you're a long-term patient investor. I told you this morning that uh, one of the more interesting things I saw on Twitter was Aaron Rogers, Randall Cobb, touchdown, money, playoffs. And it said NFL. But then... I was like, I looked at that tweet a little bit. I was like, oh yeah, I remember doing a story a couple months ago that the NFL was going to get some you know tweets issues going. But right there underneath it was sponsored by McDonald's, bye,
1: bye, bye, bye. I'm it.
0: and that was okay. Um, I didn't love it, but I, it was okay. Bad day, bad day to be a coach in the NFL if you're not in the playoffs good chance you don't get your job. It's called Black Monday. A lot of coaches to be fired today, including Mike Shanahan. Gone. Gone he is. Poor Americans are running out of the ability to cope, and I always find that to be a sad truth. Rising income equality is starting to hit home for a lot of American households, gap between the rich and the poor widened over the last three decades. Families at the bottom found ways to deal with the squeeze on earnings. You know, sometimes it's a housewife, go get a job. Husbands, get a second job. Stock market's going up, tap that 401k. Home value going up, tap that rising value and borrow money from yourself. But Americans are starting to run out of coping mechanisms, and I think that's going to be a story in 2014. Um... I think it's going to be very, very interesting to see what happens. You're hearing 13 states enact a higher minimum wage this year. You know what the minimum wage is nationwide? Do you know what it is in your state? 8 $9, whatever. you know what it is in Mexico? $2.50. In China, it's $2.60. So if you're a corporation who manufactures tchotchkes, you're going to probably manufacture in a foreign market, if it makes sense. Now, the livable wage story of 2013 was really one of, like, a McDonald's. And a lot of people look at McDonald's and go, okay, you're sponsoring tweets on Twitter for the NFL. Why don't you share some of that advertising money with employees? Because that's corporate McDonald's who has a franchise business model so that you can come to America as in the movie, Coming to America. And you can start your own restaurant chain. I know a lot of people who have done this. I know a lot of people who English was their second language who has done this. And they can't afford to pay a livable wage. If we all agree, a livable wage is 15 to 20 bucks for an employee. In large part because they sell their burgers at low cost because that's what fast food does. If you were to sell it at a higher cost, either you would expect a lot more. Or you wouldn't expect a crappy burger for you know under a buck. So it, it's it's a bit of a dilemma. Um, but I can tell you, it's not. In this case, McDonald's who's be paying the wages. It would be the guy who's English is a second language who's making not that much as a franchisee because franchises have to pay. You know, franchise fee. They have to pay food costs. They have to pay labor costs. They have to pay rent. When it's all said and done, everyone wants some. Like I'm stunned that basically uh, we 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 work in communities where people price themselves to live in that community. So if you have a million dollar home, as say a financial media person, there's a million dollar home for an electrician. There's a million dollar home for a doctor. It's like it's interesting how that happens. pretty good piece of investment advice from Mark Cuban owner of the Dallas Mavericks Um, he's a pretty big believer in these sales that are going on now 50% off is the time to be buying if you're going to be poor if you're going to be poor now is the time to buy he also says pay off your debt first freedom from debt is more than any amount you can earn I say pay off all debt over 8%, but if you're poor, pay off all debt. If you're rich, pay off all debt. And keep in mind, we started the segment with a little bit on the uh, angle of there's more and more poor people in America, and they're finding fewer and fewer ways of coping financially. Long-term unemployment benefits just ended. That's going to be a problem. Each call is there. It's 800-516-1220. 800-516-1220. Today doesn't feel like the market's going to do too much, does it? it? Feels like we're meandering towards the end of the year. But we had a great year. Get your calls in the air. It's eight hundred five one six twelve twenty. You can drop me an email at rob at robblack.com. It's rob at Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. UPS wasn't able to deliver all the Christmas packages, and yet their stock hits an all-time high. What's that tell you? Blackstone's investing $200 million in Crocs. Ah, uh, CEO is going to retire in April. Crocs once was a hot darling stock because essentially what they make is plastic shoes. And they can be made anywhere cheap. 800 516 420 to get your calls in the air. you' listening to Rob Black your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. Don't be shy. I do have a big event coming up in early January in Palo Alto. It's a Thursday night event. You can sign up for it at robblack.com. That's robblack.com.